Welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Gabriella, Apple genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex, Dune wanter. I'm Amelia, baking brioche. <laughs> and I'm Triz, summer defeater. Yay! Hi, Triz. Hi, Triz. Welcome. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We we have our, our friend Triz on to um she's recording in, in horrible Pacific Northwest conditions. This is the traditional WTTO weather report, but this is a severe weather report. Um, oh yeah. Uh got got the <laughs> remnants of the heat dome out there. It's actually it's not so bad today. The today's high is eighty six. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's a we had a heat index of one oh four over here today, so we're oh, we're, we're in it on the other but, side of that continent. To be fair, uh, air conditioning is not included in the building codes here, and right. uh, my apartment has one large picture window facing southwest. No! <laughs> That's the doom and, window. And no other real ventilation, just a, a bathroom fan. Uh, oh, so, so I've got the windows papered over with tinfoil, and I'm hoping for the best. Awful. <laughs> Awful. I mean that's that's good that's good opsec generally. <laughs> that's something we, I, I would recommend to everybody. But, well, uh, I mean it's you know it also uh, also helps avoid IR cameras if you want to grow tomato plants uh, indoors. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say it's great for like um, we were talking before we started recording about potatoes. I feel like you could you could cook a cook a nice potato uh, on your windowsill. That's that's probably how that works. I don't think that's that's the phrase. I don't think that's like it's hot enough to cook a potato on your windowsill is a thing that anyone's ever said. This is why it's a a problem that you're a potato person over an egg person. You fry an egg. I, uh, you, you know, eggs and sidewalks. They you can keep them. I would love a potato in a windowsill. Um, Beautiful, G- Gabrielle. You're you're an you're an apple genius. What I, um, I just figured out that I can have my laptop like physically closed and still run my second monitor. <laughs> yes, you just gotta shake. Just gotta shake that mouse. Yes. Wake it up. That's how That's I'm a great, a tech a great skill. guru. Like guru over here, uh, keeping things on lock. Incredible. Those are, I mean, I barely managed to plug in my microphone today. So, uh, kudos to you. <laughs> hold on is my microphone plugged in I'm oh not sure my if that's god <laughs> um so triz you say that but i i was uh watching your um your crossword stream which we, i'm sure we'll discuss further later on in, in the show and you were you were speaking of very obscure apple information Apple has only ever owned two companies that they have not like fully absorbed, and that's Beats, which everybody knows. Oh, I know where when this I, is going now. Right when I when I worked for Apple, it was very exciting because there was like um, I think it was like uh, a young at Apple dot com was was Dr. Dre's uh, email address when he joined. Cool. I'm sorry for that. That doxes his work Ooh. email. I don't know if he even uses that, but um, and FileMaker. Which is like a, a database software company, but they had a product called Bento that that Triz 
mentioned offhanded in this stream and i was i was struck <laughs> i didn't know how to react to that you know i mean it was uh you know if you were the kind of person if you were the kind of person if you're the kind of person who like <laughs> who liked to keep track of your books and who you had lent them to or mm. liked to imagine that you would loan your books out to people <laughs> and kept trying to convince your friends to borrow your books uh you know it, it really scratched that kind of an uh uh neurotic itch this is this is the weirdest jeff foxworthy alternate <laughs> reality <laughs> I see. I would go. I would go with a delicious library. Another absolutely obscure oh, piece of software that no, no one remembers. Um, I just had a notebook. What are you guys doing? Like we're 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 just we're computer people. I don't know. We're, I was we're raised life by hacking. computer people. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm life hacking. I, maybe I was at a time. You know, it was the it was the two thousands. Oh no, I was absolutely reading Life Hacker, uh, finding ways <laughs> to make myself more efficient at not paying attention in college. We tried to find to actually talk about the show itself. I believe was did we determine Amelia? You'd probably know this this best. Was um the who's the sex nerd? What's his name? Nerd Love. Doctor right. Nerd Love. Ner yes. Doctor Nerd Love. Was he nerd. on Life Hacker? <laughs> Or was um, he on a different? He, I think he GMG wrote for Gizmodo. Property. I want to okay. say, yeah, that's mm -hmm. the nerd. That one. sounds about right. Mm -hmm. More of the Modo than the Giz. Yeah, in, in that. I, yeah. There's a the tough love column is on Lifehacker sometimes. I think we haven't covered. I don't think we've covered tough love, but they have some interesting questions know. sometimes. We'll gotta, get there. Yeah, got to keep your kinja verticals straight, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. I could not possibly. The only one I know that is like the one that I would drop at any given moment is the inventory. That one can go straight to hell. Mm, it's nothing. Well, it's coupons. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Coupons. Baking brioche. That's yeah. right. You were you were also discussing this. Yeah. A an extremely hearty. Not well, hearty sounds healthy, which it is not. It is not. An extremely luscious. Yeah. That's a horrible word. I it's can't think rich. of a good word. It's a rich bread. <laughs> it's a rich bread. There we go. To bake on a summer evening. Uh, it's a sweet bread, but not that. sweet bread. Not sweet breads. We no. we have this conversation in our house a lot about not a sweet bread. Um, we do actually have an oven in the barn. Uh, that we use sometimes to bake things in the summer, but I'm lazy and I don't want to have to leave the house to go to the barn to put things in the oven and then bring them back. So yeah, it's fine. I just don't go in the kitchen. It's fine. Oven. I just, for some reason, and what I was loudly typing was the phrase oven in the barn, play ball. What? That, that went into my head for some reason. What is that? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing, but it, it felt, it, it came to me. I've been wow. thinking about this damn Dune movie. Mm. Oh yeah. I'm uh, never I, reading I, Dune. I'm never watching Dune. I'm an adult. You can't make me. I don't have to. It's the kind of I thing I think you have to read in the eighth grade. Yeah, I tried in the eighth grade, and I was like, "Oh no, thanks." Can I? Can I do a? I'll put. I'm gonna put fucking. I'm gonna put thirty seconds on the clock, oh Amelia, and I'm gonna pitch the book to you. Okay. I, uh, oh. It's not that good. Like I enjoy it. I'm. I'm not gonna like defend this. Though. I'll already it's... let you like explain what an NFT is to me. You're on thin ice. I'm going to give myself 20 seconds. 20 it's seconds. An it's a book about ecology. 
he the, Frank Herbert is a guy who just likes ecology and wants to talk about ecosystems and how they interact so and read the, the entire reason the book by exists. richard powers an incredible novel oh, oh about see trees. i don't need to read that because i get to watch the uh the hbo series by the um the game of thrones guys <laughs> that they're making <laughs> i know anyway so so denis denis villeneuve right mm-hmm. the french canadian film director who makes movies that i like and no one else watches <laughs> I guess, I, like, I guess film nerds watch them, but like nobody, to, nobody in I theaters like watches them. Yeah, Arrival's great. Yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is great. Oh, I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think it's he just makes me really, though. really, really good movies. So he's making a Dune. He actually made a Dune. It's probably been finished for like fucking two years, and they just keep they keep pushing it back, pushing it back. Everybody's gonna go see it in theaters, whatever. But I guess everybody went and saw oh, Fast would, and Furious I nine. I would go and see it in theaters. Actually, that's yeah. like the one thing that would get me to the movies. I generally mm. only see like one movie in theaters a year. Is usually a Star Wars, and is usually with my dad. And I think my it's dad like would like to go see Dune with me. Here. Not to like flex, but I don't go to movies. <laughs> it's, it's not a flex. It's like so, you know, no, it's not. Yeah. I mean, but, the way the weather is lately up here, I would go see Baby Geniuses three in theaters. <laughs> totally, and that it's used to be the thing you would go to the movie theaters mm-hmm. just because it was the place with air conditioning. I used to go to the movie theaters just because it was a place where I, it was the only place where I could make out with a girl. That was like my main sad. Cool. reason to no. go. It is sad, but you know what? When you're a when you're a you know fourteen year old in Powell, Ohio, like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, that's that's you what know? I went to Laser Pink Floyd for. <laughs> that's Even much cooler. Cooler, yeah. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will forward it to one of the thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. We are fragile and beautiful. Do not disrupt these four hothouse flowers. Thank you. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking with authority here. Triz, we have, we have you and we're, we're so glad to have you, but we, we picked some questions that we thought you'd be well well suited to addressing um and as i mentioned uh you do uh new york times crosswords on twitch which is very uh lovely and enjoyable um activity to join you in i'm sure if our listeners enjoy the sound of of your voice which i cannot imagine they don't uh, i highly recommend we'll we'll uh we'll plug your your url uh, very, very kind more. of you yeah no I, it's you know it's it's fun it's a uh, it's niche content it's uh you know lifestyle streaming basically it's 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 beyond just chatting it's technically gameplay right it's just a different kind of game but i i, I really enjoy it um but anyway we have a crossword related question um <laughs> to, that um gabrielle is going to tell us about that's from uh dear abby dear abby Jamie and I have been close friends for almost 50 years. She's always been there for me when I needed her, and vice versa. However, I can't get past her continual bragging about herself every time we meet for lunch or talk on the phone. Jamie always manages to bring up how some person told her how young she looks, or another told her she's a wonderful manager at work, etc., Yesterday at lunch, I mentioned how much I love doing crossword puzzles. I said I love learning new words, and if I don't know the meaning, I look it up in my dictionary. Jamie replied, she doesn't need a dictionary, because she knows the meaning of all words. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie is a good friend. 
But lately I've been wondering why she feels the need to spin tales. She's always apt to impress everyone with how smart, young, savvy, and sophisticated she is. She even told me some of her co-workers compare her to Jackie Kent Kennedy, <laughs> which is nowhere near the truth. <laughs> Why do you think she has to act like this? Perplexed in Philly. Uh, her husband is alive, so it's, yeah, it's nowhere near the truth. <laughs> quick question. What is near the truth of, of being Jackie Kennedy? Like, is it being in Grey Gardens? Like, is that... Like it, it's it's having like your young. father being a, it's having your father being a shipping magnet. <laughs> That's close. Yeah, that'll get you somewhere. Close. It's having very ri- rigid hats. Mm. I think having rigid hats is is close to being a being a Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, this is a. <laughs> they've been close to fr- close friends for almost fifty years. I would say they are at minimum in their late 50s right mm-hmm. but i have a feeling they're significantly older right these she's... are dear abby letter writers <laughs> she's still working but That's she true. That's but, true. but when someone tells her she looks young it's noteworthy um <laughs> yeah i want to say like mid mid 60s probably approaching retirement age Mm-hmm. That 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 rings true to me for sure. The, the reason we picked this letter, of course, is because Jamie says she knows the meaning of all words. <laughs> Which is this so, is a real <laughs> so good. This is a real uh, guitar George situation. <laughs> Who knows knows all the all chords? The chords. <laughs> you you got to check them out. You have to. You simply must. But oh, I just. I, I I really love that. I, I'm I do think I, I wonder how much Jamie brings of this to um to other conversations. I think the definite like Disney answer to this question is that Jamie feels insecure about how excellent the letter writer's life is <laughs> and sure. wants to feel, you know, feel up to that in comparison. I but, mean, who, who among us doesn't do a little bit of uh, personal myth-making, you know? I mean, sure. Harry, Harry Frankfurt had a, had a great book about this. Uh, you may have seen it on, on shelves. It was very popular uh, in the 2000s when I was working at the bookstore. Uh, <laughs> it was called On Bullshit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was just talking about, like, bullshitting as a, as a distinct truth value from lying right yeah it's these these are not important facts right she's she's not really meant to be believed she's just adding color to her conversation that's what i think Mm. i appreciate that but like at a certain point you have to realize that it's it's a very one-sided bullshitting conversation and that your friend is just going oh uh uh-huh and not like wow or like what's the reaction that she wants does she want her friend to go wow like what is what is she attempting to get out of this that's a good question i know you don't know her personally (laughs) 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 but one thing that struck me about like both of their quoted conversations and i know i'm not the crossword puzzle expert here but most of the words are not like like obscure vocabulary they're mm-hmm. pop culture references you know, the really like, short ones 
uh, tend to be the ones that you're like, what even is that? I mean, there's right. that one Hawaiian bird, but like that's not like a thing with a definition. That's like the name of something. You know, neither of them, I think, are <laughs> crossword aficionados. I'm putting it out there, but Triz, we need your verdict. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, okay. Yeah, uh, to to claim that you know what all the words mean is just such a failure to understand the way that human language works, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're constantly inventing new words, uh, using them in new ways. The best I could say is that, you know, she knows all the words that ever pop up in her People magazine crossword puzzle. <laughs> I mean, maybe as soon as someone makes up a new word or uses it in a new way, they inform Jamie. Like, maybe there's some sort of committee that, that we don't know about that she does. Or she's just such a wizard at interpreting words from context. Mm-hmm. She took Greek and Latin in high school, so like she can really sort things out really well. Even the kids at the National Spelling Bee, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't know the meanings of right. the words. No. They can ask for a definition, uh, and that'll sometimes help you, especially through like figuring out uh, different languages, orthographies, or Greco-Roman roots. But you know, you're you're not going to know the meanings of all of those words. No. You're just not. No. I think of the dictionary, like, I, um, I'm i a person who definitely had a, especially as a kid, had a much larger reading vocabulary than spoken vocabulary. I would, I would be the type of person to mispronounce a word in a public reading situation, like reading aloud to a class because I had only read it. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. my, my, I, I love a, I love a good dictionary. Um, but my dictionary is primarily like a, a Scrabble challenge tool. Right. <laughs> it, it's not something that I necessarily like go to a lot. But I also would say I don't look up words very often. Sometimes I use the little like two finger on the phone, look up a word if, if somebody in the like, you know, New Yorker or whatever got super fancy with something I'd never heard before. Two finger but, on the phone? There's a thing where you can hold, if you highlight oh, a, a word, okay. you can if say you, look up, yeah, and it'll this, look up the word for you. Yeah, This is but, an Apple thing, I guess. Yeah, this is an Apple thing. I think my I, phone, I'm, the I'm sure there's something equivalent. <laughs> my phone does do that, but I only ever trigger it by accident. So, mm. yeah. Well, you're smarter than me. You are the one who has been on Jeopardy. I, I but... know many words. I'm not smart. I'm just a good speller, and I do feel that very strongly. Oh, you see, I'm just exactly the same. <laughs> I I brought up the National Spelling Bee because I went. Uh, wow. One year. One year I, I, I'm I, won, I won the local spelling bee and I, I lost in the National Spelling Bee in the fourth round uh, while I was on ESPN, good. but during a commercial break. So oh. I never ended up on the air. This is a this is a classic example of not Jamieing. Yeah, you're you're telling something you're telling us something impressive, which is verifiably true, but also in in such a way that uh, establishes some humility because you weren't on television. Um, the only time I was ever on ESPN, I was uh, misquoting Ferris Bueller's Day Off because I was in line to see Ferris Bueller's Day Off Classic. at Wrigley Field. Oh, wow. That's a very good story. I like that. They edited it in such a way that I was not misquoting it, which I really appreciate <laughs> because I definitely did in person. What did you say? 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, We're all so, friends here. Uh, Nobody listens to this. Here, <laughs> Alex, I'll offer you this. If you if you say the misquote that you did, I'll tell you the word I misspelled. <laughs> yours will be significantly. I, I just have a feeling that yours will be less embarrassing. Yeah, I did not. I did not like do a spoonerism or anything. I didn't misspeak. I just did not. I inserted. I did a classic movie quote misquoting thing where you insert words that weren't actually there. Mm. I, I basically said something like, "Um, like, don't you know I'm Abe Froman, sausage king of Chicago?" Mm-hmm. When in fact the whole exchange was the waiter saying, "You're Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago." <laughs> like it was all. It's all on. You know, Ferris doesn't know that Abe Froman is the Sausage King of Chicago. Right. This is something that is introduced to him as new information. But they just edited it. The the beautiful, kind souls at ESPN um, edited it just so I say in the clip, Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> Which it's I really, fine. I really appreciate. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Tris, what, what, word, what word did you miss? That was very kind of them. Uh, the word I missed was syncope. Oh, that's a good word. uh, And obviously Greek roots, right? Mm -hmm. So I spelled it uh, S-Y-N-C-O-P-Y. That is the way I would spell it. Nope. When it actually ends with an E, like apostrophe or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mm. an astrophe, things like that. So, you know, which like, okay, whatever, you're in eighth grade. It's it's an understandable mistake. Uh, (laughs) But... Just through sheer coincidence, that ended up being the name of Christopher Nolan's uh, production company. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime I go to see Inception or Batman or Tenet, the greatest error of my life is splashed across the screen in 40-foot letters. Talk about a a temporal pincer movement, right? (laughs) That's you dealing with uh, your, your shame being projected on the screen. Maybe we can find a way to embarrass, publicly embarrass Jamie. Maybe that's what she needs. <laughs> I thought you were going to publicly like embarrass uh, Christopher Nolan somehow. And I was like, that uh, doesn't really seem warranted. I don't know. He's wrong about watching movies on phones. It's fine. <sighs> He's watch also wrong about movies. wanting people to like understand the words that people are saying in his movies. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. With Jamie, it's just like, it sounds annoying. But I wouldn't write someone a letter about it. Yeah. She's not going to stop being friends with Jamie is the thing. No. She's always there for the letter writer. Yeah. In Philly. Like, like, in Philly. Like, just, just chill out about it. And if you don't, if you don't want to listen to her, just like tune out. Just like start doing a crossword in front of her. Like, that's fine. Pull out your knitting. Oh, oh, that's a great idea, Amelia. Challenge her to a crossword (laughs) contest. That was not my idea. Both both of you sitting at the, the classic Philly diner that you know and love that I know the name of. You, you sit there together and you you take out the same crossword and you have to solve it. Mm-hmm. It's it's this letter I think happened before that Will Short's documentary about competitive crossword solving. Um you could get on that. Both of you standing up there with the big crosswords. Mm. But see the thing that that's not going to take her down a peg because Jamie's a confabulator. She lives in a reality of her own <laughs> creation. 
So she will invent answers to clues. <laughs> she'll invent answers, or she'll she'll have a reason why, uh, you know, the the dang pencil didn't work, mm-hmm. or, uh, <laughs> you know, well, you know, I didn't think you'd be. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think you'd be using New York Times. How plebeian! <laughs> I was expecting the London Times. Oh no! What if she does the cryptic crosswords? <laughs> Those are disaster. So They're so hard. They're so hard. I don't understand. I, I'm sorry. Them. I, I would love to do this crossword, but I'm getting a call from from a from a, a Greek relative who's involved in the <laughs> the international commerce mm-hmm. business. Oh, so sophisticated. I, I I agree with with Triz in the sense that it's like okay, Jamie, you've been reminded multiple times. You're close friends. You're good friends. She's always there for you. And in that sense, it's true. It's like this seems like a small price to pay. I I do think that there's some healthy aspect of like gentle ribbing that can happen mm-hmm. if you do find yourself an opportunity to call her on something. I think if she is truly your close friend for 50 years, then she could handle a little light like, oh, come on, like you're you're pulling my leg with that. That seems like a very legitimate reaction to have with a friend for that. I long. think we're being a little too hard on the letter writer. They're not they're not saying like. How do I deal with Jamie? They're just asking, why do you think she acts like this? Which Mm. is maybe one of the more mature responses. Well, Abby is not, Abby is not a a psychotherapist. Abby says Jamie's behavior is a sign of extreme insecurity. It's like, maybe, maybe she's just having fun with her friends. She likes to, to gas herself up. Yeah. I mean, I think I think maybe she's setting you up too. I mean, if if she says her friends uh, compare her to Jackie Kennedy, ob- the obvious answer is, well, have you seen Jackie Kennedy lately? She's not looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is right. This is there should be some riffing. Riffing should happen. We support we support riffs mm-hmm. and not rifts in the friendship. Boo. You guys are great friends. Rifts, not rifts. Yeah, I'm raising my right. fist. An extremely difficult to understand chant has taken up outside the WTTO offices. I have excellent diction. Everyone understands me. I would love to talk about our next question. Okay. Amelia, what do you have for us? So this is a an old uh, Ask a Manager uh, from 2014. The headline is my interviewer asked me to buy makeup from her and then rejected me for the job which yep okay uh a reader <laughs> a reader writes the job is not selling makeup no, if, this is kind of a long letter but stick with me okay i have been after a position working with autistic children for four months after researching the facility and deciding that it would be the perfect place for me i finally got an interview but after it was over my interviewer walked me out to my car and gave me a whole speech about how with my previous sales experience i might do better being a representative for a makeup company that she works for and she asked me to sign up under her that would mean that anything that i sold she would get a percentage i told her I don't want to sell makeup. I want to help people. Then she said that I could always just buy directly from her and that she had three mascaras on her right then. I was <laughs> devastated and appalled and I started crying in front of her because I knew that meant whoever buys the most makeup would get the job. I decided not to speak out until after hearing a final decision about the job. After I was rejected for the job, I called the interviewer's boss 
which yielded no response. It wasn't until after I contacted the president of the corporate office that her boss graced me with an email in return, which is very technical and quote-unquote corporate. There was no apology, but at the time, I was just happy to have been acknowledged. He stated that I would be given a second interview through the phone by a separate location, which did happen. I gave the same answers to ensure a fair decision. However, when I called the interviewer who did my second interview, I was informed that she had not scored any of the information, but was instructed to forward my questions to my first interviewer, who was the one who attempted to sell me makeup. I am now beyond frustrated and angry as I know that I am more than qualified for this and also that I gave an amazing interview. Also, I later contacted the first interviewer via her personal cell as she had given me her business card, something I did not make a secret of from her boss or the president. I told her that I was sorry for getting upset and I turned it around to be my fault and not hers, but let her know that I had no intention of purchasing anything. There were four jobs and 12 candidates. I am self-aware enough to know that I gave an amazing interview. I also have a friend on the inside who stated that two people who were hired did not have degrees. Not that there is anything wrong with that I genuinely feel that I was discriminated against and do not know what to do if I were to pursue this any further what should I do from here I just want to point out the the uh that that little bit at the end mm-hmm. okay so generally generally speaking when we talk about discrimination in hiring right I mean, that's usually that involves like a protected class, not Correct. a lawyer here, but <laughs> no, it's not just the, not not the class of people who don't want to buy makeup. <laughs> yeah, when, when when you are saying that you have been discriminated against, usually the follow up question is for what? <sighs> yeah, on the on the basis on the basis of what? The pursuit, this whole epic pursuit of this job, um, what the letter writer seems to not acknowledge whatsoever is that uh, this the letter writer is in desperate pursuit of a job working for this person. Right. right. <laughs> like, this, like, you don't want to work there. No. You, you don't want to work there. This sounds like a bad situation. Consider that you dodged a bullet. Imagine if you had interviewed with someone else entirely, they hadn't involved that person whatsoever, and then you went to work in the office, and you were called in for your first meeting, and they just brought out the case with the multiple <laughs> levels in it. There's so many mascaras in here. I have, like, I carry them. She just, like, opens her coat and just just stacked with mascara. I have three mascaras on me right now is one of the best things that we've ever read in a it's, letter on this show. It's an incredible sentence. It's such a wonderful number, too, because here, <laughs> like, okay, that's, like, more than an average number of mascaras mm-hmm. to carry around with mm-hmm. you. I would say the average is probably probably one, right? If you like, have mascara, you have one. Yeah, I don't right. carry it I with mean, me. There's there's but... like an outside chance that you have a second one left over in your purse when you bought a new one that wasn't waterproof and wasn't going to sting your eyes, something like that. Mm-hmm. But but to have to have three on you. <laughs> Like if you're if you're working for Avon, if you're working for Mary Kay, 
I would assume you'd have more mm-hmm. if you're on the prowl. Yeah, though, that's a very good point. It's like, is this enough to sell to how many people? Are these your personal like... mascaras? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. 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 They're not... Are you proposing that they're used, or... <laughs> I, I'm i just like... It... Like, are these still in the in the box? The wrapper is oh, the is the tamper proof seal still on? Mm, I hate this. So, and, and this is you know an excellent way to get pink dynamics. eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This has come up in in I think workplace dyna- dynamic questions before in this show. Is is that like what or just in general with things where somebody is is discussing or has already done some kind of call out situation here what what does the letter writer seek to accomplish it sounds like what they want is to get this job no matter what Mm -hmm. they just believe that if they can uh, somehow sidestep again the person who they will be almost certainly working for or with then they'll be fine but if it's just oh i feel a responsibility to tell the company that this person is trying to you know, sidestep the uh, like. I think we all were were giggling about whoever buys the most makeup will get the job. <laughs> that's that's a little like. I don't th- I don't think that's. Like, I just started crying right then and there. Like I don't think this person has the constitution to work with autistic children. Honestly, like that's an unpredictable environment. Things might yeah. happen. Uh, you have to be and, able like, to deal with things. And not immediately start crying. I'm a little bit wondering about her, you know, talking about how, oh, I just want to help people. Like, what? I don't want to get maybe too far into this, but kind of what's your angle here? Is this, <laughs> this is going to be like a condescending thing. Are you are you trying to do a blind side here? No, no. It's totally <laughs> condescending. What's mm-hmm. that, like, college degree mm-hmm. remark? Right. Yeah, that was that was pretty rough. And they think their interview that. was so good after getting. You know, I don't think anyone here acted well, like any of the people oh, mentioned. No. Even if you're going to email the a manager or whatever, which and that, that's what I was getting to. It's like, what you is if you don't want the job, are you just calling to to snitch? Like whatever, the workplace is fucked. They must somebody there must know that the this person is out there running their side hustle simultaneously you know being being uh, being a, a a boss and a and, and an epic girl boss <laughs> girl at the same time i think it was fine to you know make the attempt like say your little bit it's mm-hmm. true that you know there is like the implication but to expect a second interview is like right yeah. right the second interview is so bizarre. I don't understand what the weird, what the point of this weird charade was. I gave the yeah, same like, answer. How do you know? It's one of the most strange. That's an under. Like I, I'm saying, this is as underrated as as if multiple people have discussed <laughs> the contents of this letter. But it, it, that is a, a un so far for us uh, unexamined part of mm-hmm. this. What does that what does that mean? I, you fucked something up in your first interview and you made sure to do the same mistake in your second. It's so strange. <laughs> Just okay, to I be did, fair. I did once interview for like the same federal position twice and they ask like the same questions cuz I think they're like legally required to mm-hmm. and I didn't and they also like 
give you these weird hypotheticals and I didn't get the job either time but I I still have like the same answer to the bizarre like hypotheticals they gave me because I I didn't have any like information about how to do the job it was for like social security I don't know hmm. now they'll never right, hire not- me you're not necessarily you're not like giving the exact same answer like a replicant you know you're not you're not doing it with the exact same posture and intonation each time oh very creepy did everyone on this call take the sat no because i'm from the midwest i took the act did you have was there an essay on your act yeah i was the last year to have the mandatory essay Oh, see, I was I was like the last year to not have an essay portion at all. I was like, you know, I was like telling kids younger than me, you know, like, oh, I got a fourteen ninety on the SAT, <laughs> and um, and they were like, um, that's not, that's that's really not great. Why are you? We're actually in the in the two in the twenty two hundreds or whatever the twenty three hundreds. I was I was an essay. An essay, SAT taker. I think I also took an SAT with essay, whatever. But um, I re- remember I took the SAT twice, and, you know, both times did essay just to see if I could improve my score. And the way that the SAT was set up was that there was an essay and it was judged by two judges. Mm-hmm. And each one would assign you a score of like one to six. The first time I took the SAT, one judge gave me a one on my essay, and one judge gave me a six on my essay. <laughs> that was that was the and Soviet thinking... judge. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the yeah right it was it was uh, I was Canadian and it was that was the Russian judge. But it and then the second time I got like you know whatever a, a even relatively even score across the judges. But I'm just thinking about that like well to be fair I had to deliver. <laughs> consistent answers mm-hmm. and however i was judged was the way that i needed to be judged it was just a bizarre it was very bizarre i think an apology would have probably been right if you're going to the step to get from the the boss's boss or whatever it would be good to get an apology to say hey like i can understand how frustrating it would be and how inappropriate it was for this employee to you know to solicit you for an unrelated business proposition outside of the company that you would have had the feeling that it was related to your um, interview performance. And we will talk to that employee about that, whatever. Right. That's, that's what the suggestion of, yeah, going through the process of a second interview and like the details of, I'm just imagining how many emails were involved in this whole saga. It's exhausting. I guess I just don't understand what the point of the apology is. Like, especially if it is not accompanied by a job offer, like what, what's it for? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what it's for. Validation. I guess. I think it's okay to get an apology for validation. Like I personally would not, I would just get out of there. I would pull the, I would pull the ripcord and be a, like I said at the beginning, thank God I dodged that yeah. bullet. I don't have to deal with it oh, anymore. Oh yeah. I, I think the apology but, should be the most that you reasonably expect just like oh you know it would it would be nice to get a little note that they're looking into it and thank you for your comments i guess but it's not my problem and at all at that point i agree like i am not on, i'm not on the side of seeking an apology but i think that if you are going to seek any kind of closure then an apology is a is a warranted thing okay. i, I also, think that's where I, I land on that i also think we're, we're granting her a lot of um 
a lot of leeway here with with the assumption that there is an implied quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah. That's not I, I think that's not clear. I think a charitable yeah, I think a charitable reading of the interviewer's actions would be she looked at this woman, she seemed really sad that she didn't get the job. Uh <laughs> And you know whatever you're like you're like a true believer in your uh, essential oil company, <laughs> and so you 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 think okay well she's obviously not going to get the job you know I'm I'm gonna forward her resume on or whatever but you know we've got these other candidates in mind already, but you know here's here's this fun opportunity for you instead. Mm. It's like uh, like a compliment sandwich kind of thing, just cushioning the blow. Everyone on this call is familiar with the Mary Kay Cadillac. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. This this phenomenon, Gabriella, do Let's you know just about this? Say I do. Uh, no, if, if you in Mary Kay Cosmetics, if you are the top seller in your region, you get a pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. This has been the case for for a while. Baller status. Mm-hmm. What would be the young living? <laughs> the the young living essential oil mm. <laughs> equivalent to the Mary Kay pink Cadillac. Uh, and that's blender? just like a, a, a vision that I'm... It's got to be better than a blender. A Prius with a dream catcher? <laughs> One of those like uh, that, that like blue plastic dolphin that hangs from your rear view window. I think I was going to say. What, it, wait, what is what is this? It's, uh, my my <laughs> high school best friend had one. And then I just like see them periodically. Uh, it's like a little it's a little dolphin figurine. It's like an aqua blue. It hangs from your rear view window. Uh, my friend Sarah had one. It sounds cute. Dolphin car ornament. <laughs> I, I don't. She had no particular affection for dolphin. dolphins that I can recall, but she had that dolphin ornament. I don't know. Anyway, I cannot find such a thing. You I'll only need to one. locate this. Uh, and, yes. Anyway, that's what I was going to say. Like you know, a Prius with that in it. But then I came around to thinking, no, just the dolphin ornament <laughs> seems correct for the what's the oil company called. Doterra living. Or, or Doterra yeah. is another one. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I heard that they Those open... are, they're both. There are multiple mm-hmm. MLM uh, essential oil. Companies. I heard you have to be careful with like new smoothie shops sometimes that it can be like a front for these like oh, essential God. oil MLMs. But honestly, mm-hmm. it seems like a pretty productive thing to do to yeah. run a smoothie kiosk. That Venn diagram um, is a circle. Of, I don't know. Uh, Tupperware partying your friends. <laughs> Slowly ease our way back to the question. This person needs to shake themselves out of the conviction that this is a job that they want. <laughs> yes. Or that they deserve. Yes! <laughs> yes. Like, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't, I didn't see your interview. I didn't see your resume. All I know about is your actions around this place. And those are pretty strange mm-hmm. right autistic children love when you obsessively probe their probe their behavior and demand explanations for their actions oh, yeah. right? absolutely love it there's a lack of softness this is a two-course letter writer um and the answer does say that you that they the letter writer handled the situation bizarrely which is strong but i would agree with that i am sympathetic to the letter writer crying 
I don't know how long their job hunt has been or what situ- their situation is. I'm okay with you crying. I support crying sometimes. I cry all the time. It's fine. But, like, also, I don't do it at work. Uh, and I don't do it as my first emotional response uh, when someone oh, yeah. who I don't know has upset me in a in a way, in a confusing way. I don't know. It's It's not... You need to have a more even keel than that at work. I mean, I absolutely cried at work uh, last week on the phone with a customer in front of a dining room full of customers. But I promise there were extenuating circumstances. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, But yeah, no, I I would not. I'm I'm very glad that that was not the end of my job. Uh, I w- I would not expect that to be the start of my job. Let's right. put it that way. Right. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, you need to have I think a level of emotional investment or attachment, which yes, is associated with being at a position for a while. Um, right. Certainly, one of the advantages to work from home uh, is definitely. Definitely crying on the job perks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I will say, I feel like we've had, and if I'm going to end with something in this question, it's that we've had, I think, an excellent trilogy of Ask a Manager questions. Of uh, one where we had the uh, person who bit their coworker. Mm-hmm. That person had a horrible work environment and refused to leave their job for any reason. Um, we had the inexplicable uh party planner who recognized that their job was in a very strange situation and left that job (laughs) and then we have this person who does not have a job in what is clearly a damaged work environment a joker damaged work environment um and they should just dodge that bullet and be thankful i'm gonna do the advice column classic Mm -hmm. Um, and recommend therapy for yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah. She she did seem to get really attached to the concept of that job mm-hmm. without like a real connection there. She de- she decided it would be the perfect place for her, but did she consider whether she'd be good for that place? This is why she needs therapy. She needs like like literally like a job therapist to help her figure out what her skills are and how to not cry during job interviews. Someone needs to help her before she can so, you know, thoughtfully and selflessly help others. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Triz, for, for joining us. We we've really enjoyed it. You've been a delightful presence. Can you please tell our listeners where they can Uh, watch you do crosswords well sure thank you so much for having me today uh i stream crosswords generally tuesday mornings at 11 if other problems 11 uh pacific i should say if other problems don't end up happening that's twitch.tv slash trixie burgers wonderful burgers burgers like like it sounds trixie with an x Mm -hmm. right yes excellent Thank you again. We we love having you. Thank you for oh, it's been a blast. Thank for joining you. the crew. Um, and have a good night, everybody. We appreciate you. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.